Welcome to the Criterion Cult Podcast. My name is Armando Arvizo. I'm one of your hosts. And with me, as always, I have... Nacho Vielma. What's up? No no nickname today? <laughs> I can't think of one. I, was, I, I thought I had one for a second. Oh, no. Uh, Nacho uh, Super uh, Smile. <laughs> uh, super Smile. What was the three S's? We're spending oh, too much okay. time on this. Yeah. Oh, Joke. boy. Uh, <laughs> I am Jordan Garcia. How's it going? I don't have a nickname. Uh, Diego, the Demon Diaz, what's up, cult members? All right, and welcome to the Criterion Cult Podcast. If this is your first time with us, what we hear, what we do here is we watch a Criterion film, either on the channel or wherever. We watch. We, well, I mean, if you're like me, you own a lot of them because you're uh, uh, you're a cinephile, oh. registered. <laughs> I got you beat, but uh, that's besides the point. All right. Well, I didn't, I didn't say I had more. I just said I had some. <laughs> Well, anyways, well, we watch Criterion Cult, we review and discuss it, and then as a our kind of niche or our catch, I don't know what you would call it. Oh, come on. So, it's I mean, you know, it's just us. It's who we are. Yeah. It's so we, we pair it. We pair, uh, it's not a gimmick, Mondo. It kind of is. <laughs> no, yeah, no, our gimmick. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so we... Uh, we pair a film with the Criterion movie that one of us thinks should be in the Criterion closet. Hell yeah. Should we have should, a spine number. Yeah, should be worthy. And today, yeah. who's bringing it, Mondo? And of course, uh, I'm bringing it, baby. I'm bringing the fire. I'm bringing the pedophile. I hope it's not, <laughs> I hope it's not the streets. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Those are all allegations. Nothing's been proved. <laughs> <laughs> but today, I'm bringing broadway danny rose but the criterion film i'm bringing today is the player from 1992 from director robert altman and writer michael tolkien and uh who's in this uh well before that uh the player is a hollywood uh (laughs) studio exec is being sent death threats by a writer whose script has he he uh what i don't know oh well a hollywood studio rejected yeah yes yeah, sorry, he, reject, he rejected. These but, are words. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Hollywood, a script he rejected, rejected, but which one? This yes. is how horrible yes, the synopsis is. No, yeah, no, all, that, oh, they yes. were all bad. No, yeah. it's it's an awful synopsis. It's a stupid oh, read. It doesn't, like, yeah, it's yeah, bad. It's a bad But we'll flow. get into the film, and you'll, I mean, sure. if you haven't seen The Player, what the fuck are you doing? Well, you know. Uh-huh. This is so Robert who, Altman. So, who's you, in this? Baby? I mean, there's a bunch of people in this, but who's the general, like, the main people? All right, so we have uh, Tim Robbins as the studio executive we have greta as kind of the love interest mm-hmm. then sketchy uh, her well her last name yeah sketchy you <laughs> i don't know I, can, I can you uh, gotta just try to say it at least sketchy. is it sketchy sketchy i'm gonna go with nacho it sounds like he's Scotchy. saying it right <laughs> i mean that sounds right I, to me. I think so all right and then we got fred ward and Whoopi goldberg Paul, uh, Peter Gallagher, and then Byron James and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. And don't forget Lyle Lovett. Lyle Lovett, Lyle baby. Lovett, yes. Lyle yes. Yeah. And a hell of a lot of cameos. Yes. Yeah, yeah celebrity. Uh, a who's who from 92. Yeah, I mean, you got Julia Roberts, you got Bruce Willis, Angelica you got John Cusack. Cusack, you got Angela, Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston. I mean, just, you know, yeah, great. Great people. Uh, Steve Allen. Burt Reynolds, right? Burt Reynolds. Steve Burt Allen, is Yeah, he's yes, a brief, really oh, brief. Shit. He's I, at the oh, yeah, lawyer's Burt Re- party. Oh, Burt Reynolds has a great cameo yeah. in this movie. Yeah. 
I think that's uh, one of my favorite things about this movie is that it has that sort All of... All the Hollywood players? Well, yeah, because I'm just, you know, it's one of those things that I'm just like a fan of that, of what the behind-the-scenes stuff, of yeah. what happens with how films are made, how writers pitch their movies to, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I, I enjoyed that yeah, scene, that, that side of it, you know, and just how they're all kind of assholes. Yeah, right, that, right? especially like, the whole beginning scene throat, where it's that it's, eight... Yeah, sorry. No, no, go, go, go. Sorry. Go sorry. Ahead. Well, especially how they're getting um, the eight-minute uh, long shot where oh. there's no cuts. Oh, yeah. They're talking about kind of like there's no cuts. Oh, oh, movies cut too much. Well, I'm glad. Well, that's how it starts, so we should just get into that. Yeah. Because what I think, you know, what's great about that scene is that it literally establishes the world, which is all those different characters and uh, all, even like the plot of him getting the murder uh, postcard, yeah, the death threats. E- everything that happens, and then it has Fred Ward who keeps talking about the long the, take and Touch of Evil, yeah, and Touch of Evil, and they keep bringing up other long takes and other movies, and he's like, I haven't I've seen never it. seen. He's it. all Touch of Evil, <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> yeah. that thing where when he first brings it up, you're like, oh, okay, he like knows stuff, he knows about movies, yeah, he just knows one, yeah, he thing. just knows that one thing, and I think that's. That's this whole movie, and also that what that that's long what Hollywood take, is. Yeah, that that is what Hollywood is. But that long take is something too that I feel like a lot of people when you talk about great long takes, especially opening scene long takes. Yeah, mm-hmm. nobody really brings up the player because not a lot of people have seen it. I guess Maybe, so. Yeah, because even people who might bring up Touch of Sin and stuff like that, yeah. a Touch of Evil, and they won't. They, I feel like they wouldn't bring up the player, even though obviously a lot of people do. Yeah. But but there are certain people I feel like that I've talked to who are just like, oh, I, I don't really, oh, that was like, I don't remember that or something. Yeah. They don't see it as like significant where I feel like it really, it brings you into this film. Yeah, it, it really does set, it really does set it up very well. Just like the whole like tone of the film and the atmosphere because you're just on the studio's back lot where the executive offices yeah. are and all this and you're kind of going in and out of conversations and you fall, you lose people from conversation that kind of comes back. Yeah. And just, uh, which really kind of not grossed me out, but just gave me this uneasy feeling. Is Jeremy when, Piven. No, is oh. when, <laughs> is when, um, uh, they're pitching films to, um, Tim Robbins, his character, uh, Mills. Uh huh. You know, yeah, and just how, he's in like, his office. yeah, and just how, like, how art is treated. You know, it's just so, like, oh, it has to be, like, and even if you read like screenwriting books and stuff like this, they lo- they want to pitch, so they want something they can like easily, um, easily like compare it to, like yeah, how like the- gods must be crazy and right. you know something like that. Like, yeah, like they want a happy meal, something that's easily to sell, something yeah, that's easy to easy just to say, swallow. Twenty five you know? words or less, like yeah. he says a bunch of times. Yeah, and that's more than twenty five words, but. Yeah, it just it's so it just gave me this uneasy feeling about art and like Hollywood and script well, writing also, and stuff like that. I think it also shows how fake Hollywood is, right? Yes. So many, and how long it's been fake, yeah, right? How, because yeah. a lot of people complain about sequels now, like a lot of people complain about how but they've that always sequel. been trying to like you know in the beginning of that they're like oh the Graduate two yeah, yeah and they're yeah. trying to talk about that that's you know that's something that they've always been trying to do is well, just is, too, is when, mine their hits is when, try to like take yeah. everything they like milk it for milk all it yeah, as much yeah. as possible when yeah. those two writers are pitching to him in the bar or whatever they're so set on like a certain way that they want the film that they're pitching to look you know as as shitty as they are pitching it but you know towards the end of the movie you find out that they're so quick to change because yeah when everyone, see dollar signs, yeah, they everyone want has money. Art, they want artistic people and in those integrity seats. until yeah. oh yeah you know, it's corrupted yeah, everyone it's, gets it's sold fake. out yeah yeah, for yeah. Sure. 
And it's sad that these executives that, which later in the film when uh, Tim Robbins meets Vincent D'Onofrio, who uh, who Tim Robbins thinks he's getting these death threats from, is like saying like, you know, I'm a writer. I I still have this. I could still do this. But when you're done, what are you going to do? Yeah. What have you done? Like, you know, and it's just so weird that like these executives have this power over like a story, you know? Yeah. And they just like, and that's what this whole movie is about. Like the whole Hollywood system, like just being so like fake and contrived and like nobody really knows what they're doing. Like, yeah, like, and they that- have no like. And that's just what, like you might say, we have no reason doing a podcast, but these people have no reason reason deciding on a story or how yeah, a story yeah. should end. You know? Sure. Oh yeah, exactly. You know? Like yeah, there there's no like yes, there's probably no reason why the four of us should be dissecting film or talking yeah. or critiquing it. Yeah. But in in a real sense, and in the fact that they get paid to do this, they sh- definitely should not be the ones uh, getting an artist's final like you know being able to say what they can write or what yeah. they can put in their movie and ruin when, people's <clears throat> lives too. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ruin careers, ruin people. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what's what's great about the great Robert Altman, mm-hmm. uh, who directed this film, is that he pretty much went out of his way to show you that this is a movie, but not in like a really like uh, not in a dumb way, not in a way that you're just like, oh, I noticed that this is a movie and I don't yeah. care. Well, it's in how a way does the, where how does it start, Jordan? What do you it mean? It starts with the the clock oh, thing. Oh, right. Yeah? Yes. What is that called? I forget what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is why we're not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is why. This is why we're not on any movie sets. Yeah. What? But yeah. anyway, yes. Yeah, so it it just it lets you know that it's a film and that what's taking place isn't real. It's based on a script. Right. And the script is what you're watching. And at the end of the film, it lets you know that that's the script that he ends up buying the script that you just saw. You just saw the movie that he ends up buying at the end. Yeah. And that's and, and so. Tim Robbins, he's this hotshot movie executive. He greenlights pictures. He greenlights scripts from writers and And stuff like that. And he can only do like 12 out of like a year, you know, out of What does he get, like thousands or something? Like Like, 50,000. Yeah, something like that. And and, and he's always like telling writers he'll call them back and stuff like that. So he's getting a bunch of death threats. And I think that is a really great premise for a movie. I think think what Robert Altman and the writer, uh, well, obviously the writer did and made and made it meta is really cool but it would have been really cool to kind of lean into just a real like murder mystery thing where there really is someone i mean obviously there was someone trying to kill him i think right yeah yeah there is but maybe he like it's kind of empty threats sort of i I think it was empty threats just to kind of i think he tried to just make him paranoid right yeah Yeah. exactly yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah, for sure i don't think there was a real killer throughout the whole but i I kept expecting it it would have been nice if it goes in that this is my second time watching it i've seen it before okay and i i enjoyed it the first time i enjoyed it a lot more this time because Mm. i think i just really let myself go to the whole meta thing of it and just mm-hmm. letting myself know that okay i know that this is supposed to be a script like they're letting you know that this is a script that you're watching these are characters in a movie that, that he just pulls up and he just ends up with the girl of the guy that he murdered mm-hmm. you know you know what i mean it's just yeah, it's, it's so all like, these things yeah it's well it's, that's what it's that's why that that plot synopsis just doesn't make any sense it doesn't really give yeah. the, the the film justice 
because I feel like it has a lot more layers than just it, that. Yeah, you it, know? I think it's hard to put it in like 25 words or less. You know yeah. how, the, I mean, the synopsis. No, yeah, exactly. Yo, it's just yeah, like, yeah. because you're giving kind you of stuff How can away. you pitch this movie? You yeah. can't say like someone dies, you know, and like in the synopsis, kind of, you can, but it's kind you of giving want it a to. little bit away. Yeah. You know, you'd want to just experience for what it is, you know? Right. It's like the whole world or whatever. And like, I don't know what, uh, uh, Diego Nacho, this was your first time seeing this film, right? Which is my first and only watch, which makes me want to watch it again. again you know, okay, watching yeah. the whole thing in its entirety. To, I mean, I understood right, but now watching it all the way through to the ending, and you know, mm. it's you're watching the script. Yeah, you know, the, the movie story, definitely right? needs like you want to kind of see it watches. again just to kind of like catch more things because a lot of things are well, a lot of things occurred in those first eight minutes that one shot, right? But yeah, I mean, throughout the movie, I think giving it a second watch i'm going to notice more and more things mm-hmm. you know i know one thing that they do is they focus on like in the um, the first 8 minutes they focus on like movie posters a lot and those movie posters have to do with like plots that have to do with what goes on What's in the going on in well the didn't movie. they focus on m did you see that they did i yeah, believe yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah and then they even like just his name is m mr the, m yeah yeah at the desert well. thing or whatever yeah but yeah, like I mean, this whole movie, it yeah, it's meta and it's like, uh, you know, you're watching a, a movie. You know, it's never like this is serious, like or yeah, yeah it's, the a, it's a comedy. It's, it's it's a you great know? it's it's a great comedy with real stakes and and real and and what I, I want to like talk about how you guys all felt about the acting in this because movies like this when you know things are supposed to be a little exaggerated, right? It, it's not they're not supposed okay, to be. Yeah. They they are three dimensional characters, but they're not supposed to be that really. You know what I mean? I don't right? know. I, well, because this, they, you know they have layers to them, but at the same time, you are just watching. I think a lot of it a, a story that's supposed to be meta. Yeah. So I, you you know there there again, there's no way that Tim Robbins' character would end up with that wife. I mean, end up with the guy that well, he's killed. Wife. Yeah, that's like the whole thing too of like you're watching a movie, like you know you're watching yes. a movie. Just how right. like it starts with the slate for the player. You know, it's like right, action. You know, yeah. slate. Ah, he <laughs> yeah. figured it out. Yeah. So, All right. So, but I'm saying, <laughs> but that's what I mean. So the acting could like kind of not fit with that or whatever. And I think for me, when watching Tim Robbins, I love Tim Robbins. Tim yeah, Robbins is fantastic. That, I noticed Tim yeah. Robbins a lot. Well, obviously he's the main character. You're like he's in like every scene. But his acting was so, I don't know, his character was just kind of weird. Like, he was, like, you didn't know who he was really ever. Like, and that's what know? I'm yeah. saying. That's what yeah. I mean. It, it, there's no, like, there are layers to him in a way, but not really. And not in a way that most movies that aren't supposed to be meta and not, and well, not have that. I kind of had a know. harder time connecting to, because you, ne- you don't really know, you know, what kind of person. Obviously, he is kind of, you know, garbage, because he's part of the Hollywood elite. Right. Uh, but then you start seeing him too. Yeah, like he's a, garbage. He killed somebody. Yeah, he's and, fucking straight up garbage. And also the vulnerability because he keeps uh, panicking over like whether he's going to lose his job and then how he kind of starts opening up to this newfound love interest, you know? But which is very well, much a Hollywood written script. Yeah. Well, that's... Well, okay, let me say this Sorry, real quick. Go, Sorry. Wait, oh, no, I was sorry. just going to say that I, I felt myself not like rooting for him, but I got like oh, lured in. During the sex scene, me too. <laughs> no, but, like lured in. Like, kind of like, oh, like it's, it's fucked up what's occurring with, you know, these Around death threats him, and all right. that. And like, but it's like 
it's you're, he's a piece of shit, and yeah, like yeah, throughout yeah. the movie, he's a piece. He gets worse, you know. Yeah. It's like which is that's why I'm saying I had I had yeah. trouble trying to know yeah. whether I liked him or not. I mean, as a character, okay, it makes sense, you know, and and but I like I can see why you say rooting for him to try to kind of. I guess get away with stuff or try to see like the light out uh, at the other side of the tunnel. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I just had trouble kind of really, you know, uh, getting into his character. Cause I was like, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about this yeah. guy, you know? Yeah, for sure. I understand that. Definitely. Mondo, you're... Sorry. Yeah. So what I was saying, so like how Tim Robbins character is kind of like, I don't know. You never know what he is. Like he's yeah. good, like not necessarily a good guy or just like, kind of like, I don't know yeah. the hero or anti, I don't know something, you know? So this is what I feel like the movie is doing. Like it's being written while we're watching it sort of. So it's already written. And like, it's just like if studio exec executives were kind of like changing parts of it while the, f- the movie's being made, you know? So that's why it's so like mm. a little bit jarring and like things go ways that you don't think they're going to go or, sure. or they try to make them happier. Or they like, <laughs> Oh shit, we got to change this. So yeah, that's, that's another why meta ending, thing. Yeah. yeah. That's why you feel so uneasy at the end because it's not earned or deserved. Like he shouldn't be this happy yeah, person at the he end. He shouldn't just be know? able to pull up to a house with you know the guy that he's and now the studio ex- head. You know, like, yeah, and he's just happy. Like yeah. that's yeah, but it that's yeah exactly that's the happy ending. That's what it's written. Like you know, like they changed it. Like right, you're supposed to like and and what I, another thing that I think bring the, brings that to light is because Robert Altman is someone who. The way he records audio is he records everything. Yeah. He doesn't really focus on the, the main actors in the mm. scene. He'll record the audio from There's no everyone. What I like that scene. I like that. Well, one of my favorite scenes, what you said, I think your favorite scene was the Burt Reynolds scene. Yes. Where they, yeah. Where that shot is fr- like, well, he walks up to that table. Well, he's already talking shit about executives, right? And yeah. <laughs> Burt Reynolds already talking he's shit. He's already talking shit about scene. one executive. And yeah. then and then Robbins walks in and he talks shit about him. And then he's just kind of going off about like how these people are pieces of shit and this and that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it, it eventually Nacho zooms in Reynolds. to the background where Tim <laughs> Robbins is at, you know, and he's having his conversation. But you kind of still hear all of <laughs> that 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 first conversation as like it, yeah you know? it's yeah no it's it's a really yeah. great scene and all of that because burt reynolds is talking shit and it's funny mm-hmm. and because it has that audio yeah that you still you can still it it doesn't focus on his conversation you can hear it faintly but though. you can yeah. faintly hear it and that's robert altman does that in all his movies yeah. it's great in mash and nashville it, it like really amplifies Out of this story i think in this movie like we saw a long goodbye and like this movie, I think he really perfected it. Almost. Oh like, yeah, you know for sure. it just sounds so great. Like it, you can hear everything you need to hear. And I think it's hear. it's more perfected with, the with bigger cast. I, I well, I think it's more so because Long Goodbye was just sort of um, Elliot Gould, yeah. and it's not like there's not a bunch of different actors mm-hmm. with something like The Player, and then also Nashville and Shortcuts and things like that that he oh, does. Oh, the Shortcuts is really good. Yeah, where sorry. there's more yeah. people. Like he, mm-hmm. the way he does it is just. I mean, it's this way is it was just so perfect. Like yeah, it just it, works so well. Like because it feels like the the hustle and bustle of Hollywood. Of mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's just yeah. like a beehive. It's just a bunch of noise yeah. everywhere. It works with like mash. It works with all that stuff because yeah. that's what it's supposed to feel like. So I think that yeah, the audio really amplified this movie for me, especially yeah. the second time because I already know that Altman fucking gets down on the audio. <laughs> oh, I know gets, that. Yeah, but. Watching this the second time, that scene, that Burt Reynolds scene yeah. that you mentioned again, I was just like, "Fucking a!" Like that is such a good, that's <laughs> such a good like behind the scenes look at Hollywood, 
and still having like a sense of humor about it yeah. and still using all the tools of Hollywood to tell that yeah. in the in a great way. You know what I mean? It's just it's a metaphor and it's basically talking shit about themselves, sort yeah. of. Yeah. You know? It's it's great. It's just great. Yeah, they're yeah. all in on the joke kind of. Yeah, I mean, and another thing too was Whoopi Goldberg's role oh, as she the was, detective. She was really funny. She, well, yeah. this is the thing. I mean, about not her. that she's never funny, but she was yeah. great. In yeah, this, I thought. I, it's a, I think the, it showed her in a different light too, a little bit more aggressively. Yeah. Yeah, she was great, but she's always laughing at what Tim Robbins is saying, and I feel like that's like us, the audience, you know, because we don't believe this like kind of contrived story. Yeah. Or like you could just tell he's lying, or like you know, and it's and Whoopi Goldberg is kind of the audience and just laughing at these like changes and yeah. like yeah, no, the yeah. script moves, you know. So yeah, we're was, not L.A., we're not Hollywood, we're yeah. Pasadena PD. Yeah. <laughs> like we, you know, we're, we we don't we're believe a that bit shit. On the outskirts, yeah, we you know, know like not, we know that shit's you know? fake. Yeah. We're just like, yeah, we know your big suits and your stupid hair. Don't your slick yeah. back hair? It's fake. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. definitely. That's but, what it did feel like, especially in the in that police interrogation scene where mm -hmm. he's saying all that stuff and she's sort of like, huh, like, you know, yeah. she's the way she's reacting to him is like the way I feel like, yes, we all would, we would all, yeah. Be like, like no, the audience like, would react like yeah. or real people would react to not these Hollywood fakes would react to right. his story and or stuff. not like a fake Hollywood LA cop because they're know? trying, they're also trying to get him off or keep it under wraps. That's yeah. what a Fred, yeah. Fred Ward's character is like, he's like this, the security of yeah, the studio, security yeah. of the studio and like, yeah, they want to keep their, like, oh, and the great, let's talk, I mean, just let's give a quick little, like, corner for the great Fred Ward from the great Tremors. Oh, I mean, yeah. Fred Ward has been putting <laughs> yeah. in work. No, I mean, Fred Ward has been putting in work mm. in small roles like this for a really long time, and he's fantastic. And in Tremors, him and Bacon, I mean, fucking <laughs> A, dude. I Seriously. Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah. Tremors is great. Yeah. It's yeah. a fucking yeah. fantastic film. And that's not what we're talking about, but we're letting it in. The, we're, we're just going to let it in right <laughs> now. It in it's, it's in. Honorary. Yeah. We should do an episode on that, but yeah. No, yeah, we should. Yeah. Seriously. But yes, anyway, Fred Ward is fantastic in this because he always, you know, he's always kind of that, like that tough guy. Yeah. You know? <laughs> he just has that face where you're just, you're, you're going to listen to what he tells you. He does have that. You know? Face, yeah. If he tells you to do something, you're going to do it. Because he looks like he's mad at you. Except Tim Robbins. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. Well, yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. But, Tim, but you know, in this movie, Tim Robbins is just the script. He's just the, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's yeah, yeah. Yeah that's, why, uh, yeah, that's why his character is so, like, disjointed in, like, every scene. You never know who he is or whatever. But, I don't know, do you want to get into final thoughts on this? Or do you have something else? No, yeah, let's yeah. get into final, final thoughts. thoughts. Yeah. All right, uh, Nacho, let's, let's hear it from you. Uh, this is my first watch on this movie, and like I said earlier, um, I need, I want to, not need to, but want to watch this again just to. No, you uh, need to. You need some Altman <laughs> in your life. Yeah. No, you know? you, we, hopefully we'll get into. We're obviously going to get into more Altman as the episodes go on. I, I was going to say this. I think this is one of my first films of his, so um, it's just uh, interesting to hear you guys talk about other films. You know, again, bringing up that Burt Reynolds scene that was a, f a favorite of mine, and it, you're saying that he does that sound or that audio style. Well, the film, so, like, I'm interested in seeing more of his stuff. Um, again, that was fun. The storyline, you know, just seeing that side of Hollywood, you know, the pieces of shit, the writers, <laughs> the executives, you know, the piece of shit executives, and just how cutthroat it is and how dark, and it's not, Hollywood's not so happy and glam how they yeah. you, how they portray it on, you know, social, in TV, social media, you know, all that. But Yeah, we know. You know, mean, no, 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 I'm just saying too. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying we're big time Hollywood uh, <laughs> podcasters. Um, but yeah, no. It ain't glamorous, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that, the, I just, I was a fan of this film. I, again, I'm going to watch it again. I recommend people who haven't seen this, check it out. 
I'm gonna check out more of his films. Um, I rate this. Um, damn, I'm so off today. I didn't think of a nickname, and I can't think of something to rate it with. But I'm gonna give it a four. All right. Oh, nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, Diego, you want to give us your thoughts real quick? Yeah. So. I don't think I'm what, where you guys are at. Or dead I don't, I don't, I don't oh, Well, it's a little Whoa. late now. No, no, no. Late. That's good. That's a good one. It's a little one. late now. That's a good one. No, no, no. I'll cut it in early. Yeah. <laughs> just, just move that piece. I'm all happy. I'm all, yeah, yeah, four dead. Not frills. That's a good one. Um, no, it is. Yeah, go for it. I'm, uh, I'm probably, I, I need to watch it again rather than want to watch it again because mm. i don't think i would want to watch it again Ooh. uh i felt like the first half of the film was a little draggy but i mean i think once once you get past that you I ain't talking about that eight minute cut uncut are you no but i mean like because that did not first, drag just the first half no like, i get you i get you um I, again i i think you know the the characters did what they were supposed to for what the film was um i just think like you know i i think because uh maybe i've I've seen films that are very similar to this, so I just felt like, oh, I've seen stuff like this, you know. And I kept wanting there to be a little bit more of a like a what is it like a like maybe like an underlying plot, a plot within a plot. That's why I kept thinking like, oh, maybe there is like this murder after him, you know. That never happened. So I was just it, it just kind of brought me in, and then I would just kind of get a little bit bored, and it would bring me in again. So I think maybe I just need to rewatch it because I need to see the stuff that you guys kind of bring into the table a little bit more in depth. Um, so for me, my score is going to be a 2.5. I don't think the movie's terrible. I just think that I didn't get what you guys got. For sure. I, I can understand that. This uh, This one's like a little meta, so I can see... You know, not getting on board with that, even if you know that that's what yeah, it what's is. going on, yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah. but I think you'd be down for, I think you'd be down for his other stuff because it's not, yeah. it's not, you know, it, it it's the same vibe, but it's not, it's obviously not yeah. meta. Yeah, I Nashville is fantastic. I'm telling you, uh, Long Goodbye is fucking fantastic. I was fantastic. looking through his, uh, his yeah. uh, the stuff that the director has done, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I would definitely be into it. Yeah, like, all I'm, saying, I'm not trying to like talk this film oh, down. Oh, no, no, of course. I'm of just course. saying that for me, my score is a 2.5. Two yeah, yeah. Yeah, gotcha. 2.5. Yeah, I think yeah, a little bit this movie on first watch is kind of a little tough. You know? No, no, like, for sure. It's not yeah. your typical film. I enjoyed it, expect. Mondo. <laughs> Am I not allowed to believe enjoy- you. I'm not, am I <laughs> well, not allowed, allowed to enjoy this? <laughs> Jordan, what last, do you think? My last thoughts is that Allman is uh, one of the best directors to ever exist. He, I mean, he we only have very few. Well, not very few, but, you know, American directors are few and far between in, in terms of finding really solid ones who really fucking stood above the other foreign directors that American directors are copying. Okay. And Altman is one of those because Altman, I mean... He just did all kinds of great shit in terms of the audio, the way that he recorded his audio, the way that he brought huge casts together and brought them all and brought every storyline in a way that it made sense. And here, I think he does a great job of showing you that, uh, yeah, like Nacho said, Hollywood, it sucks. It's fucking, it's not glamorous. It's full of scumbags. I mean, it's just, it's crap. Bunch of phonies. Yeah, it's phony. And he showed you how movies are sort of made in a way and and he kind of showed you how he was making a movie while you're watching it which is really great i mean that's just a great experience Mm -hmm. so i think it's also great that we kind of saw the glam or well the so-called glamorous the more kind of high class 
part of Hollywood, I guess, or show business in a way. And then with Broadway, Danny Rose, we're going to see more of the, like the smaller, yeah. kind of lesser side yeah. Yeah. of that, where it's not really the, the, you know, it's just the smaller clubs and things. But The hustle I, and bustle. Yeah, I give the player, I mean, I give the player a solid four. I mean, I'm going to still not just think a solid four. Dead Dinocchios. <laughs> that's just, I mean, I don't know. That's just, that's just good. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's on HBO Max. Everyone should check it yes, out. HBO Max. Yeah. Check it out. Please get into more Altman. And it's on the Criterion channel. Yes. You mean it's on the Criterion channel, Jordan? Yeah. I'm going to get into the... Before I before we go, I'll get into the special features on it because it has some fantastic shit. Tell us what before it has, go, man. Where? Tell us now. Well, I don't know. I was just going to say at the end, but I guess I, I, guess I can. No, now. bring it in now. All right. Well... They have, I mean, it's obviously a new 4K digital restoration. I mean, come on, you can't go wrong with that. But they have some great documentaries that uh, interview a lot of the actors now. And they talk about their experiences back then. And they have this really great introspective and this really great interview with Robert Altman when he talks about making the film and his idea of how he knows about all that shit because he deals with that shit he hates that shit he hates hollywood executives he hates dealing with having to pitch a script and stuff like that and even dealing with sort of actors that are just you know snobby or they want to be stars and just listen to robert altman speak is a reason to buy the blu-ray or dvd of the player on the criterion collection i i hate to do this because it's just what you what you said right now makes me think like uh, a scene in the movie where those two uh, screenwriters are pitching a, or one is pitching a movie no name actors and stuff do you think like deep down like that's him like you know that kind of you know exactly yeah like, I, I think that's i i think him he or knows old him, maybe you know that yeah it was something that he probably would like to do but i think also making it richard e grant who's british is something like he's trying to make a comment on that that a lot of like mm-hmm. british actors were just stage actors so they were technically nobody back then yeah back in the day in the 90s and things like that and all these people that we know now that are great actors and actresses that are you know from you know across the pond yeah are there were no considered nobodies i think that's what he was trying to comment on you know and so he that's why richard e grant being british is just sort of like oh i'm not worried about stars i'm worried about you know making it trying to like have make him have like some sort of moral a a cliche for them to be yeah yeah. I mean, that's what I kind of got from it, yeah. at least from him making it be making him be British. Yeah. Right? Making the writer guy be British. But yeah, um, just there's also so there's like a scene where they do um, Tim Robbins is like uh, talking to like a bunch of people like a charity. There's a special feature in there that shows that they really crashed a real charity. Oh, that's cool. And so they just told him like, oh, you only have a few hours of film. And they sort of just filmed longer and they were just sort of filming stuff with Tim Robbins. But, you know, mingling and stuff. And he was in character with all these people. It's great. You should get the fucking player. You heard it here. Oh, yeah. All right. My final thoughts after that. uh Whirlwind of a- <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot that you- <laughs> I'm trying to promote the fucking Blu-ray because, you know, I want Criterion yeah. to give us free ones. What you got? Well, this uh, this podcast is cut short because of that uh, long-winded uh, <laughs> final thoughts, but uh, I'll get into it real quick. Yeah, I mean, The Player, it's definitely a movie you need to watch a few times. I mean, you just don't get it on the first watch. I mean, I've seen it a few times, and this, one, this, this time I really, like, got into it and enjoyed it, and could watch it again right after it was finished, you know? Hell yeah, let me tell you about it. Oh, <laughs> they need a second disc for you. On the... 
But anyway, yeah, I mean, I got to give it I got to give it a 5. I mean, I don't know Whoa. how this is not like this is top tier Altman. I mean, I love Shortcuts. That's probably one of my favorite of his. Yeah. But uh this is, shot this, is, is a five. this is right up there, you know. So yeah. That was the player by uh, Mr. Jordan Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for yeah, that. Yeah. All right, guys. Now we're bringing we're talking about Broadway Danny Rose from 1984, directed and written by Woody Allen. Well, who brought that shit? Who brought Woody oh, Allen? Oh, <laughs> I brought him, baby. Ooh. And I'm glad I did. Here we go. Here we go. I don't know. I've always just, I don't know. Like Woody Allen. Has you got a soft spot for Woody, huh? I do a little bit. I think yeah. so. Ever since I was younger, I guess. I don't know. Well, Woody Allen has a, all kinds of movies, Mondo. What's this one about? <laughs> oh, this one. Uh, did I write? Oh, yeah, okay. Isn't this like his 16th film? It's, Jesus. It's, I don't know. It's Who up knows? there. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so an attempt to reconcile a lounge singer with his mistress, a helpless talent agent, is uh, mistaken as her lover by a jealous gangster. Again, that's not really, one of the better ones. But again, not, we'll get into it. And, you know, but yeah, who's in it, though? Okay, so we have. I mean, there's only like three people in it, but yeah. So we have Woody <laughs> Allen as a uh, Broadway Danny Rose, or Danny Rose, sorry, and then uh, Mia Farrow as Tina, and then Nick Apollo Forte as Lou Canova, the lounge singer. Okay, so uh, yeah, I don't know. I brought this. F- <laughs> oh, you why don't know? You, why did you bring what do you this? Mean you don't know. This no, no, I just I don't know. I don't know. I want to start talking. All his films. This one. Do you like I, songs about food? I love funny songs about food. I love Weird Al. <laughs> is it, wait, what? Is there songs about food in this? That yeah, first one, the that first is, one he's yeah. singing, he's like, mm. uh, good, I don't know. I don't even well, know the words. Well, it's a song about farting, no? It's about everything. It's Having about, gas? Yeah. I guess food. Yeah, Food, right. gas. I'm sorry. Food, gas, lodging. Sure. Uh, so far, everyone who hasn't seen this movie, they want to see it. They're riveted. <laughs> yeah, they're, okay, they're okay, just okay, like, okay. oh, wow, <laughs> gas? Yeah. Fucking air. <laughs> All right, Mondo, I why did you bring this Woody? There's a bunch of Woodies. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot one. of Woody Allen films brother. you could bring. I, you know, obviously Manhattan. I think Annie Hall was already on Laserdisc from them. Yes. And was it Crime and Crime and Punishment? Crime or and Misdemeanors is okay. also on Criterion Laserdisc. Yeah. And did you say Hannah and her sisters? I don't know if that one is. No, I think yeah. it's just those two. <laughs> yeah, just those two. Okay, your yeah. question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How All much right. Woody do you know? <laughs> But yeah, I mean, this, I don't know, I've seen, I haven't seen, obviously, I haven't seen all of, all of Woody Allen's films, there's it's just hard. so many, yeah. you know, it's hard to This is my and, first Mondo, this is my introduction yeah. to wow. Woody Allen. That's, yeah. that's, that's what I want to really Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Yeah. Like, surprised but we'll that. get into that, but, but, but I, I, yeah, go ahead, sorry. Well, no, I just wanted to say, because again, you know, you talked about Manhattan, you know, mm-hmm. you talked about those other ones, yeah, why specifically Broadway Danny yep. Rose? All right, well, I mean, I saw it when I was younger. It was just on cable for some random reason. And uh, it just caught my attention, you know, like being in, I was like maybe like sixth grade or so. And it kind of just caught my attention. This film is in black and white. Yeah. The cinematographer is uh, Gordon Willis. So if you don't know that name. Master Gordon Willis. He, yeah. he He's a cinematographer for all the Godfather films. Yes. And those are like uh, notoriously known for being too dark right, real quick just let me nut about gordon willis i yeah, mean he did clue he did all the president's men he did the parallax view he did so many great and those woody allen films manhattan yes uh, manhattan. Annie Hall, well the thing Stardust is is Memories. that he i mean you can't get a fucking crisper black and white 
film than Gordon Willis because of his cinematography and that he knows how to film, especially New York, in yeah, black how, and white. Like, how in, great does this New York yes. look? It yeah, just looks yeah, gorgeous. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The black so, and white photography, it's just like... So right blacks. off the bat, fucking Gordon Willis just gives this shit, like, points up the ass. Because seriously, like, I mean, Gordon Willis already has Clue in the collection. I mean, the Parallax View just got into the collection, which mm. he did that... Um, all the President's Men is? No, no, it's not in the collection. I don't know. It might have been on a laser disc. It might have been. Mi- but I'm but, not sure. But I'm saying, you know, they need to get But this guy is masterful. Yes. Like, he just yeah. knows what he's yeah, doing so to that, get these shots. So don't, that black and white is just fucking, I'm, t- I'm telling you, you're going to look at that and it's, it's just, not like, it's not clerks. It's fucking, no, like, no, someone, not at all. No, it's, it's someone, like, it's not That's his, a good way to put it. You know, it, it's yeah. not his first, this is not his first feature, obviously. You know, this guy, when you see the film, like you can tell that you know this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. the blacks are black. Like you know, they're just deep. Like every like no, shot it, just looks like because a lot of times with black photographed, and white, you or, might not get shadows and things like that, mm-hmm. or, or just certain things. And he fucking, I mean, and he knows what to do. Boom. He, you yeah, know what oh. shadows he wants. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like they're masterfully put together all the shots. I think. All right, anyway, and sorry. I think that's why I just that's, had to note about Gordon Willis for a bit because <laughs> I mean he's he's literally. Like one of the greatest cinematographers to ever fucking do it. Seriously, yeah. like yeah, seriously, yeah, yeah. You can't deny that this movie looks beautiful if you don't even like it. But I don't know what it is about this movie that like caught my attention at like such a young age. Yeah, you know, like say that. it's, it's just kinda... like I think Woody Allen is just so Woody Allen in this film too. Like, yeah, he's like you're right. He's the kind of cliche right, Woody he's Allen. Very much Woody Allen in you, every movie he's in. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, this just this one this, is this just being like, my it's first perfect, my like, first Woody Allen film. Yeah. Like, I've seen like people imitate him, like you know, mm-hmm. just in pop culture, like get, making fun of Woody yeah. Allen, right? But we're men watching, of a certain age. But watching <laughs> him act, like it's it's spot on. Like every impression <laughs> it's that it's I've seen, like, from people, that's yeah. Woody Allen. Like everything that like, I, I like, I don't know Woody Allen, but like hearing about him and watching it like that's that's what but (laughs) even though like i mean you've seen him in interviews and stuff and he's not like that though you know i mean maybe a little bit but i mean he's just so exaggerated like he's not more confident he's not yeah yeah he does like like, he talks a little more yeah with like a little more um, he's more precise yeah he he knows knows what he's saying like he knows knows how to tell a joke where he stumbles a lot he talks like we do he says a lot of likes a lot of blah 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 like you know but, but he does it so well, like, and just... In the movies. Yeah, in this... Yeah, and, and especially Broadway, Danny Rose, where he's just... He's this, like, theatrical agent, you know? He's this... Uh, he doesn't have great acts. He has, like, this woman playing, like, glasses with water <laughs> in them. He has a one-legged tap dancer. One-legged juggler. Uh, yeah, one-armed juggler. Um, but he used to be a... Are you com- mumbling over there? <laughs> <laughs> are you just going to say something? Or are you just going to... I said the one, one, one arm... Oh, one, ca- you said a one-legged yeah, juggler. that's why. I was, like, <laughs> I was kind of sad in this movie to hear that Danny Rose would decline that horrible ventriloquist because like, it seems like they were all on par with him. And that's like the only person but, that he doesn't... But he feels bad for him at the end. <laughs> yeah. But that, we'll get to that maybe a little later. Yeah. But... Yeah, just Woody Allen is so just like Woody Allen in this film. Like, just his like clothes look so like, uh, like cheap and like crummy. Second like you could just feel him yeah. like coming off the like the screen and stuff like that. And then even uh, Mia Farrow's performance. I mean, this is probably the first film I've seen Mia Farrow in when like when you saw back it. when I first saw it. Yeah. You know, like yeah. and I don't know who the hell Mia Farrow is at that time. Obviously, and you still don't. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you can't like, but. I mean, like, she loses herself in this role. Like, you don't even realize it's her 
That was I don't even think you, know, you thought that as I, a kid. I was reading that she had to keep on those sunglasses to kind of give her that. Yeah, Woody wanted. To, she didn't. He didn't think she could give that kind of like. Woody, that, Woody that, didn't that want her to look him the, in the, eye. the glasses. Yeah, yeah yes. they kind of made the character that, a little bit. You know, yeah. I think that's what I enjoyed most from the movie is mm-hmm. their their interactions with each other because I feel like that's when the film really starts get getting going. Like when mm-hmm. he goes on that whole. Yeah, that adventure, adventure with her. With yeah. her yeah, Were you guys sure. all familiar with the term beard? Like, that was something new to me. No, really? I've, uh, yeah. Never I've, I've never heard I've never that. heard that. I've before. never heard that. I before. mean, until this movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, weird. I've never heard that in, like, mob movies before. Can you explain the term? It's not a mob term. Can it's you explain like the term a, oh, Mondo term. beard? Was it, like, a yeah. New York term? It seemed like it was a mob term. I've no, never heard it's that. It's just, like... So, the beard means um, when you have a mistress... You have a friend who pretends to be the boyfriend so she can come to an yeah, event. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah. or like if like, uh, uh, say a gay guy was married to a woman, that's kind of his beard, you know? Okay, you, right. You know what I'm saying? Or vice yes. versa or something yeah. like that, you know? Okay, see, I never, I've never heard I've that. I've never heard yeah, that until news, yeah, to this that was term. News to me. Like I had to Google what the fuck is be- like <laughs> beard, you know? I was like, I, I didn't know what he was, that meant, to be honest. I mean, I kind of you kind of figure it out eventually. Yeah, but it's really funny how it's used. I yeah, feel like. yeah, but yeah, he Diego just keeps telling everybody that's trying to kill him that he's the beard. Yeah. <laughs> so th- this is your first time watching this. You've seen other Woody Allen. Yeah, films I've seen or? other Woody Allen. I'm familiar know. with what did, his work. What did You've you seen think? Other Woody Allen's. Wo- other Allen Woody Allen films. films. I'm just joking. It's just funny. What were you saying? Yeah. Uh, so what did you think of this film? I don't know. Give me your thoughts. I mean, on I it. thought it was. I, I, I honestly thought it was more entertaining than the first film we talked about. Mm. Um, I was uh, like I said, cause especially because that adventure they go on happens pretty pretty quick into the film. It's a and, short film too. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, I feel like 20. that yeah. that carried it through. And I mean, I connected with his character uh, right off the bat. Whereas you know, you know, with Tim Tim Robbins' uh, character in the first film, it was a little bit hard to kind of gauge him. So I think I kind of got into this film a lot more. It was more entertaining. It was a little bit more captivating as well. Although, like, the story kind of, like, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, it was it was a good story. It was just, like you said, it, it was a quick film. So, uh, you know, it, I feel like you kind of get what, you know, you get what you get when you watch this one. I don't know. I, I really like the story, like, Can watching it again. Like? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I like that That's it's kind of like, it's kind of like a mockumentary where like you know because it's these guys like talking about these stories yeah. right like at the beginning mm-hmm. these yeah, comedians at carnegie deli speaking about you know danny rose and like just kind of talking about stories about him and then you know and then they go in the in the past or i don't know whatever you yeah know, this they, guy they kinda... has like the best danny rose story yeah, yeah. yeah. And exactly. they try to and, roast each, or yeah. out roast him each other yeah. by yeah yeah, no, but this is my first again Woody, Woody, Allen, Woody Allen experience, Allen. and I don't know this. I don't know if all his movies are sure or like this, but it was like a lighthearted story, and it was funny. Like this guy who they kind of deem a loser, he was just kind of an agent yeah. for these other he losers, be, I guess you could well, say. Well, yeah, he's unquote. like he's like this kind of like you could think he's could be this typical like well, he's a really slubby, nice guy, actually. slubby agent, yeah. you know, like kind of a shyster almost. But he that's the thing he plays against type of that kind of character yeah. and be, and like he really cares for his acts yeah but his acts really kind of don't care about him and no the end, because you know? once they make it they they, they, leave they yeah they, they leave him they, they, they leave him and they love him yeah. yeah they love him and leave him yeah that's what another thing about both you know both of these stories is that it has sort of in a way some sort of like murder plot yeah and i think here <laughs> and with romance Bro- yeah and yes. romance but with broadway danny rose i think having that 
because even those guys telling the story, how you were saying, they're telling the story about Broadway Danny Rose, yeah. and they, they tell a specific story about how he gets involved with the mob because mm-hmm. Mia Farrow's uh, you ex-husband know, she, or whatever is connected what, to the mob. I, she's just like in the mob somehow, yeah. and they think that he's like, like some lover, yeah. and they just want to kill him because yeah. of it. Which is funny, too, because she's mad at uh, the lounge singer, uh, Lou, for like kind of cheating on yeah, her. And she and she but cheats. She's, yeah, you know she has like she's yeah, like already, almost like engaged with this yeah. other guy. And you that's know? one of the great things about the comedy is that like Woody Allen is just there to like point that out the whole mm-hmm. time and just notice yeah. and just point out that everyone's crazy around him, which yeah. I thought was really great. And I think that's what what the story itself. If it if it would have just been about a manager who, like you said, is playing against type, who is just. Who cares for his accent? Right. Not, who cares for his accent? Is actually to shy, he's him. not some shyster. You know? it, it probably could have been interesting. I probably would have enjoyed it. But having that gangster murder plot that <laughs> goes on, it's just really funny. That there's just like a really great scene because I haven't been watching Woody Allen for a while, not for any specific reason, just because I haven't really been watching his movies. So getting to return to this again. I just noticed how funny and how well-structured and really how fucking, like you guys are saying, how quick and how fast and smooth his movies go through. But yeah, because, the dialogue too is just yes, so great. Like, yeah, it's but what, I'm saying, like, yeah. what I'm trying to say is this one specific scene is towards the end when he's running off with Mia Farrow and they're trying to escape these gangsters who are trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. And they end up in this warehouse and this gangster is going, like he's shooting them. So he's trying yeah. to kill them. And you know, it's a comedy and stuff, but there's very serious tones there. <laughs> and so he shoots a helium tank. Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about that. And statement. so they have like the, you know, when you, you, you know, when you yeah, take you helium, in, you, you have that like high. really like high voice. High and so he, they're yelling at each other and they're having this argument. And then it, it's very comedic and it's, but it's still at the same time very serious. And after that scene, when they get away from all that, it cuts to Woody Allen in, a, in the back of, a, I guess, a cab. Right, because they're they're getting away in a cab, and mm-hmm. it's and he's like sad, and he's just like like defeated, mm-hmm. and it's just like a real quick thing of him just kind of looking down, you know, while the mm-hmm. car's driving, and then it cuts to Mia Farrow, and she's sort of just lean on the window, sort of sad, and she sort of tries to look at him and smile, but that smile just like fades away really quick because she knows that they almost just died for yeah. for nothing for something so dumb as him pretending to be the beard like <laughs> yeah for this lounge singer who's yeah. like really ungrateful right for who Danny doesn't Rose. give a shit who's gonna leave him yeah, and he doesn't give was a basically auditioning him. for another agent. yeah he already yeah. has his this, mind up it made his mind up yeah. about leaving yeah yeah so i i it just made me really appreciate him as a filmmaker because again we talk about in the way that foreign filmmakers uh film things where there's, uh, you know, Italian and French, certain French filmmakers, they don't film and, things with a lot and, of flash. Yeah, and I they think film it very simple, and he does that. Woody Allen has this, you know, yes, because yes. he's like notoriously like yes. a, he loves foreign film. Like yeah. he's like that's why he. I mean, fuck him in his personal life, of course. But we're not talking I'm, about that. We're talking about of his course. Movies. But I'm but I'm just trying to say this in terms of the same thing with what, what I said about Robert Altman. Mm-hmm. I mean, Woody Allen is an American national treasure in terms of yeah. his directing, and that we have. A bunch of great films that really showcase what an American director who studies foreign films can do for places like New York, you and, know, in American and cities. And who does it kind of maybe outside of the Hollywood system, sort of yes. too? You know, oh, yeah. he's exactly. like, like he makes his not a Hollywood he makes movie his films on his own terms. Like yeah. he gets the money, he shoots them for like cheap. You know, he put 
he pays people like scale and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, even so. the way the way he works and shoots, I, I've I've read a lot about how he likes to do his uh, his uh, shooting days. You know, like the the way he shoots scenes and stuff like that. They're very mm-hmm. minimal. He doesn't like to yeah. put a lot on like. Their yeah, he doesn't do like a bunch like of takes. He's not like he, he, there's not a lot of blocking either. Yeah. Right, like, it's just yeah. And he just depends on the actors, which is obvious and apparent. And the writing, too. Yes. Well, his writing. Yeah, his which writing. is great, which yeah. is funny, because usually a lot of his films are pretty stacked with a pretty good cast. Yeah. Here, not to say that the cast wasn't good, but they're not really people that are well-known. There's a lot of people who are like playing themselves, I guess, who are, yeah, who are, are probably yeah. like in that lounge kind of Catskills mm-hmm. sort of yeah. scene. Well, yeah. the, I don't know if anyone knows what that is, well, but the Catskills the, and, and that Nick is like Apollo, the Apollo, this is his only film. Right, you know, this right. But I'm saying like those those guys who were telling the story. Yeah. They're like, mo- most of the guys are playing themselves. And the I only, think... The main guy, that the guy who's telling the Broadway Danny Rose story, he's, he's in Seinfeld. Oh yeah, yeah. He's in, but, yeah. but is he like some? But uh, that's what I'm saying. I feel I like I don't notice him from any. He's they, like, they must be like some cat skills, like comics. Those, those old comics. Those yeah. old sort of like. I, I thought they. I believe that the, all those people in the beginning were all comedians. Like that's actual, what I thought. Yeah, like, yeah, actual people comedian, that were pretty like, much comedians, like, like lounge yeah. right? Like yeah, lounge yeah. from yeah. back in the time yeah, where yeah. they would just open up for bands yeah, and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, some crooners. Yeah, so that that's that's something that I feel like for me, I you know I don't I. I sort of care about that, not as much as I care about the behind the scenes of Hollywood and how movies are made and how uh, scripts are pitched. But this film really sort of got me into that world, I feel like, when I first watched Broadway, Danny Rose. This is like probably, I would say, like my third time watching it. But I hadn't seen this movie in a very long time. And watching it, I was just sort of like, oh, damn. Like It sort of made me want to look into those sort of old-timey movies comics and those lounge acts because it is kind of crazy to think you know these people like they put in that time and they put in like this that you know they had you know they're not talents that we may think is 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 great or whatever you know like you know you're talking about you know the people it's from a different time it's from a different time you know but i feel like you know they really were trying something and it's more it's more to say than like four guys like starting a podcast they were really trying something over here no but you know what i mean like they're really like singing and like trying to show some sort of like to to be on a stage so that people can be entertained by them you know they're really trying to do that right that's their overall goal is to make people laugh or make people enjoy themselves that's what i liked about this movie because danny rose was kind of like I don't know the East Coast version of Tim Robbins' character, but he was giving he was giving a chance to the little guy. I don't you know? think yeah. so much piece of shit. You know? though. No, that's, well, no, no, that's no. what I'm saying. Yeah, like like he's the, a good person. Yeah. He's giving he's giving a chance to the little guy. Yeah, for sure. like the like, opposite version of it, that, he's that's what the I same meant version to say. But the opposite, you yeah, know, yeah. because he's not cutting them, being shitty. You yeah, know, yeah, he's sure. he's giving them a chance, asking them, asking every, he's and he's always looking for talent. He's asking everyone's age, right? As opposed to Tim <laughs> Robbins, who would only say some yes wrong to people. But we're not going to get, <laughs> but, but we're not going to get into his personal life. No, like, Woody Allen is always looking for talent, <laughs> always asking ages. <laughs> you know, what do you do? What's your age? What do you do? Oh. <laughs> You love fish? Oh well, my uncle he has some hamsters. <laughs> Fuck those hamsters. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah that. So it was nice to see that in a movie. So to make me sort of appreciate the fact that those sort of entertainers existed and yeah. that there was a struggle for them as well. Huh. Like there, there's always something, right? Like you, you know, you think about. If I was a band and I'm playing where they're they're singing and that 
amount of people, that's fine by me, right? Uh-huh. But for them, that means nothing. They uh-huh. want a big audience. They yeah. want Carnegie Hall. You know, yeah. they want the big, the opera house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I don't know. It, it's sort of like a really, it's like melancholy. I wouldn't say sad, like, right? It's like melancholy. It's yeah. sort of, it, it just. It's like is, the bittersweet. Yes. Yeah. It just makes me really um, have this weird nostalgia for a time that I know nothing about or wasn't even a part of. I think like. It, it, that's why I really enjoyed this movie. That's what I love about film is that it can take you to a place yeah. that you're just like, oh, I don't know because I don't know anything about any of this yeah. right uh, anything that goes on yeah. in broadway daniel rose about mobsters but about i think that's that, what that like, sort of small show business stuff but watching this film i'm like oh shit like i i really kind of wish i did know about all this i want to yeah. look into it you know about yeah that that's, what, that's why i think like his films do that uh it, it, even in other films he does especially when he does the the you know like he directs the his films through black and black and white um he has this way of making you feel a certain way about new york you know, yeah. He, well, it, him and Gordon Willis, the he man. He puts a real stamp. Really, yeah. yeah, he puts a real. They put a real stamp on the films where other directors don't catch that probably, which is which is great in his craft. That's why you can differentiate a uh, Woody Allen film from other filmmakers that are from the East Coast because yeah. he really he really oh, amplifies definitely. that New York lifestyle, New York's way of life type of thing. Yeah, no, for sure. Because um, there's like Woody Allen's New York, and then there's uh, one of the greatest. Another great American treasure, Sidney Lumet, who is another great New York, who films New York in a fucking, like, a, a more gritty on the ground way, where Woody Allen has, it's more of an artsy kind of painting, yeah. intellectual yeah. Uh, New York, where that's fine, because yeah. that's beautiful, too, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Then, and that exists, you know what I mean? So that, I don't mind living in that world also you right. know what i mean so yeah for sure you're definitely right that you can you definitely see woody allen's new york yes 100%. Like, well it's also it's woody allen and gordon willis's new york yeah, of course yeah. yes no yes. for sure for sure because i mean i just love gordon willis yeah. so i'm gonna keep yeah. fucking sucking his <laughs> <laughs> mondo what i mean but why should this be in the collection though well that's that's uh just thing just what you touched wow, on right us. now is when you talked about how like woody allen's new york it's it's this kind of like um uh, kind of an intellectual New York, you know, like these people he usually deals with in his films are like kind of these intellectuals, you know, these uh, not bohemians, but yeah, intellectuals. In a way, you know? yeah, yeah. A mm-hmm. lot of his films are set in like you know, like Annie Hall, Manhattan, all those like all those all those films, and this one is a different side, you know. These aren't intellectuals; That's they're true. mob. Like this is a different point of view, like that. He had he hadn't shown before. I don't think that you know? is very true. No, you you're know? right. And it's like it's this mobster kind of gritty, like low, kind of lowbrow New York almost. You yeah, know? yeah. People are just kind of like, um, yeah, because he didn't do like the mobster stuff till after this, right? The bullets over Broadway. And yeah, that's yeah, the nineties. That yeah, that, that came was out in the nineties. This was in eighty four. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to think of anything else that that he. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, you, but yeah, this that's it's just a different perspective that we hadn't seen from Woody Allen. Um, just how great this film looks and is shot by Gordon Willis. I mean, and again, like watching this again, I mean, just how tight Woody Allen's script is. Like, you know, I'd love to read this on in script form, you know, just like his dialogue. Uh, Mia Farrow is, I mean, one of the things is so great about this film is all the acting. Yes. Uh, Woody Allen's acting is just great. I mean, Mia Farrow, like, I'd, I mean, she's playing totally against type. And I think, uh, 
I mean, she kind of got noticed by critics for, for this film, you know, like her acting. But I don't think she really got her due for this, you Less know. And and it might have been because I mean I don't know exactly, but I feel like it might have been because the movie itself, right, didn't get. Well, this got nominated for best director, but not picture. Oh, really? And then oh, something shit. else, yeah. It and got that, best and, director. Damn. Yeah, I think. And I'm then, surprised it didn't, it didn't give her a best, like at least supporting actor. And, and then this, yeah. and the year that it was nominated, this was the only picture not to get best director and picture nominated uh, you know yeah, so i don't weird. know hmm. and i think might have the screenplay might have got something t- or nominated for something yeah but, we didn't even really get into her and she's great yeah, in this. she's like yeah. she like really loses herself like how people were kind of upset when well, uh, i guess we did talk about when that. uh marissa tomei for one for my cousin Vinny for best supporting actress which where is, she's like this which she deserved long, it. yeah she's this long island person like this kind of jersey like new yorkish person you know yeah. i mia farrow i think you have to look at Mia Farrow's performance in, in Broadway, oh, yeah, Danny yeah. Rose, it's, and it's be incredible. like, yeah. where it's not so cliche a little bit, like kind of like, you know, like a caricature of this person. Like this, this woman feels real. Mm-hmm. And that, and I get now what you're saying, Nacho, when you said it was, felt kind of documentary, like or mockumentary style, yeah. because it, these characters feel so real. Yeah. And you're just kind of following them around, like in and out of this place, like, you know. Of the lounges and like just yeah, a lot of the extras New York, you that know? they deal with feel like again because I mean they don't have a lot of stars in this yeah. that he usually does. A lot of the extras feel very they're just they're just improvising, and they're just riffing. With, yeah, yeah. So that that's like another like I just I just feel like we've never seen Woody Allen at that time on this level, and then just I don't know this film should be preserved by all the I don't know okay all these elements you know all right all right should should we so get into you it guys. I think we should. I, I think we should. Um, Mondo, who do you... All right. Wh- what do you want to hear from us? Who first? Because, look, I, I got something to say. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I mean, I do, but... All right. Yeah. Let's go with Nacho again. What do you... Right. What? what do you got? Me? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Is it in or, or is it out? Final thoughts. Um, is I mean, this is not the first Woody in the collection, but it's the first Woody in the cult. But it's also they haven't released anything from him on DVD or That's Blu-ray. That's true. So yeah. yeah, that is. I think true. we need anything. something from Woody Allen. I agree. From I mean, Criterion. Look, I just want to say I agree. Yeah. All right. Why? Here, here, my my final thoughts. Yeah, let's go. No, I agree. Well, here's the thing. Um, this is my introduction to. This is your first Woody. Woody. <laughs> this is my first Woody, and I can only go off of this Woody. And Such let's a just bad say, joke, but I mean, we should. Yeah. I mean, we got to keep doing it though. I it love Woody. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, no, um, what can I say, man? I, I, but are you excited after seeing this first uh, Woody Allen film? Like, what of are course, you excited to see more of like, his, or, or is this kind no, of, of like, course, I want, I want to know more about Woody Allen. Like, I've again, I've heard about what, yeah, I feel all that embarrassed aside. to say that I've never seen any other Woody Allen films, but this is my my introduction to him, and again, like the impressions of him and like hearing him, like, it yeah. Woody Allen is Woody Allen, and but I dug this film, the the storytelling, the the acting. It's just funny. It's it's it wasn't it was. I don't know, lighthearted maybe. You know, it's just the comedy, the story. I I dug it. I was really a fan of that. The the black and white, the way that pops, the cinematography. I just I was a fan of the story, and you know the. <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um. A fan of this story <laughs> um yeah i don't know i just i would like to see a little 
yeah, some type of release for this, you know. Uh, I, again, I'm not familiar if there's any other Criterion releases from his other films, but for this, I would want to see something, you know, something that goes into what it's like shooting New York. I think he this was for a '60s like '60s, right? Like this, that's when it the setting, like the, um, yes, uh, kind of, yeah, they're kind of because I mean I know the the film was put in '84, but I think they were they were trying to go for like the oh, '60s, yeah. yes, 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 you're right, right, you're you right. know, so uh-huh. just a certain era, yeah, like you know, you speaking about the comedians and all that, and you being interested in that, yeah, like me too, you know, like I like liking that, and you know, just like knowing i think more of that but no yes i i let this in man this is this was oh, yeah. this was a good a, a good first uh woody experience nice. and i yeah. again i want to experience it again so yes nice. damn nice thank you uh i don't know jordan what do you got to say <laughs> what do you got over there i'm excited to see what jordan no I, I, i'm just joking no look woody allen right so <laughs> i'm gonna say this in terms of letting it into the Criterion Collection because there are certain Woody Allen... I mean, he has so many films, so yeah. it's it's very yeah. hard to sort of pinpoint ones that deserve to be preserved, I guess, in a way. Mm-hmm. Right, if you think about that. And, and they're not all hits, you know? Exactly. I mean, but but there's so many. I mean, yeah. you know, there's so many, yeah. so it's... it's And he has... They're not all hits, but there's some that are, you know, they are really hits. Yeah. And so when I think about that, and so when you brought this to the the list and we you know i knew we were going to talk about Mm -hmm. this i was like all right so i thought about the woody allen films that i'm like all right what are the ones that are the top ones that i know that i can revisit that i know that i think about that that should be preserved Mm -hmm. and this one came up once i watched it again because after i watched it I, I was just like, oh shit, Woody Allen is fucking hilarious. <laughs> Woody Allen is one of the funniest, especially back in that in those times when he was making the films that he was making, to have that interaction with him being the little weasel guy that he is with all the people that he bounces off of. It's such a, it, it it's so funny to me the way he is just interacts with and again, like Mondo said, it's the first time that we've seen him or well, it's the first time we've seen this story in terms of him play against type, and it's not uh, him being a weasel manager. It's like he's being a nice manager. Mm-hmm. He's not, you know what I mean? It's it's like a good manager, and and the the acts are bad. Mm-hmm. And also, it's just great to see him not have to worry about a a cast of a bunch of different actors, an ensemble cast. To worry about, he's just—it's just him and Mia Farrow working off, off of each, each other. other yeah. yeah, and also um, the guy who plays Lou. Yeah, the the singer. Yeah, and a lot of his later movies, he gets kind of stars almost. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just and directing he, them. And a lot of and a lot of the stuff. I mean, even Annie Hall. I mean, he has to work off of a bunch of different people that he talks to. It's a walk and talk. You know, he has a lot yeah. of a walk and talk, but here he sticks with that, and so it does feel a lot different from his other films because it's not a love story, really. Right? They don't really fall in love. They just become friends Yeah. Mm-hmm. at the end. He doesn't just get... And he also doesn't just get some 12-year-old girl or something Ew. at the end. He, You know you know what I mean? It, it, just, it is... Well, it, is she married? But yeah. <laughs> it's, it feels, it the, feels very different from his... The romance is more natural where yes. they're like... Through that, through this adventure and through hanging out, they kind of fall for one another. But yeah. not like so like contrived and right. rushed and... That's where it's like kind of un-Hollywood, where it's just well, like the ending. Natu- 
the ending is not necessarily Hollywood. It the ending feels what's crazy to me is that when I saw the ending again, when mm-hmm. he runs after her, yeah. I thought when he starts to run, I was like, Oh damn, this is kinda Hollywood, but no, it isn't. It's New York. Yeah. Like that's like New York. I'm sure people run after people down the street all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like in some serious way. That just feels New York to even me. The and way it's and shot. they don't even yes. kiss or anything. You know? Yes, yeah. exactly. Just go he back. just says like, "Hey, let's like go back." Yeah. And then, it's like Thanksgiving and then the and last thing he says, it, it just focuses on a a, del- a delicatessen, and it just says, "Yeah, he got a sandwich named after him, like the Danny yeah. Rose sandwich." Yeah. 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 And so like that's like, yeah, it's it's like a perfect that's ending. New York, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. New York. Exactly. And so like you said, I mean. First of all, this should just be in there because of Gordon Willis. And yeah. it really does feel like a top-tier Woody Allen film that there there is kind of a handful of his films that should be preserved, I feel. Yeah. Fuck him as a person. But I'm saying him as a director and him as a writer and him as an actor, especially back then. This one is. I mean, fucking yeah. solid. Yeah. I mean, again, hilarious. So I let it in. I think Brad, I would love to see, seriously, uh, a great fucking cover art of this i would love to hear some commentary even from him get his ass on there yeah because he's, he's still be alive gone. while he's still alive yeah, is he exactly. alive yeah. yeah he's still alive get get he me a pharaoh like 70 there get me a pharaoh obviously put him in She's separate rooms <laughs> no put him in separate rooms she could say bad shit about him let let her go off go off queen and then <laughs> fucking and then like you know what i mean like we need to preserve this film yeah because a lot of people probably haven't seen this, and there's a lot of this Woody is an Allen. Auteur. I Just like that. Altman is a a- yeah. auteur, like Woody Allen is a fucking auteur. You yeah, know? for like, sure. So just... I let it in. Uh, please edit out the go off queen that I just said. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Again. <laughs> All right, I'm the last one. And uh, yeah, Diego, what do you I, got? I, honestly, I was on the fence uh, whether I wanted to let it in or not. I wanted to hear what people were gonna bring. Do you to- like a? Woody Allen? Allen? Yeah, any of yeah, his films? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoy his films. I, I think they're entertaining. The but you're right. On, you're right on this with with this film. He did go against you know the usual plot and against what he, uh, most people would have thought he would have done for himself, being you know mm-hmm. like that. Like Jordan said, a weasel and stuff like that. I I just really liked the story that he wrote for these two characters. Uh, the interaction between them was was fun. It was fun to yeah. to like watch them and their relationship evolve because you see like she slowly starts kind of like you know feeling sympathy for him and all that and and i just think the storyline and like i said woody allen's new york i i love that shit i mm-hmm. i, I yeah. love the way his film yeah looked. i want to be there yeah it definitely makes you want to go to new york and, and you know do that shit and be... also remember that the women fall for him because he wrote it <laughs> that's true um but he does look like a ghoul he does he's always looked like that too um but um i mean i i really like this film and i think even talking about it made me enjoy it more and i want to watch it more and watch his older films a lot more actually because i'm not too familiar with a lot of his older films and you you guys are right there is a a handful of his films that should be preserved and after watching this yeah not everyone no but there's a handful yeah for yeah, sure, for sure. Like, there's like a lot of them dude like, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, i agree a handful. I, just, <laughs> I think him as a writer and as an actor and a director like he matters in in the in you know in film world uh sure as a as a human being piece of shit but uh yeah i'm, I'm gonna let it in too man hell yeah, oh, yeah. that was that was great. That was Broadway Danny Rose from 1984, guys. <laughs> Woo, and it's in. And it's in. And I, and I believe it deserves to be in. I think we all do. And, you know? the, and the cover to this is kind of a cool cover. I like the cover to this. But, I mean, 
I wish some artist would tackle it and yeah. make it. Uh, I think someone could do something good with that cover, yeah. which is like the door to his office. It says yeah, Broadway right. Danny Rose. I think someone like yeah. could do something, you know, do something yeah. a little better with it. Yeah, but, for, yeah, sure. but yeah, it's it's dope. And yeah, I'd love to see commentaries on this, a retrospective of just that time of Woody Allen, you know, not just uh, the not just Broadway Danny Rose. But I mean, right. this is when yeah, for sure. when Woody Allen was just firing. Yeah, I know? mean, even the story a little bit about those guys that are telling the story about Danny Rose. That'd be cool. Like if people can have something to contribute. Yeah. towards. That's that what I mean. Cool. That would also be another cool thing, too. If Criterion, uh, I know you're listening. If you would put, you know, once you put this out because yeah. they listen to us and they're <laughs> going to put out whatever we say, they're going to put this out. Someone I know it's going to happen. Yeah. No, for sure. And so it would be dope if they had like a nice little documentary about the Catskills and that time of that mm. type of entertainment. Yeah. Because again, it is something that I look back at in like this weird nostalgia where I'm just like, man, I, I would love to know more about this. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, yeah fuck definitely. yeah. Hell yeah. Sure. All right. So uh, Jordan, where can we find you online? Well, you can follow me personally at Young Jane Fonda at Instagram. But please follow the pod at at criterion cult pod is that yeah, what? On, instagram? Yes, on instagram on instagram but on twitter it's at criterion cult yeah don't put the pod at the end but if you want to follow us on instagram it's at criterion cult pod, pod. and then also follow me just look for me as uh, jordan garcia on letterbox as well so awesome. yeah thank you guys for listening yeah. diego where can we find you i'm on instagram at mr beast 88 uh also like always please follow the pod uh Find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, rate us, comment us uh, individually, all together. It doesn't matter. We want to hear from you guys. Yeah, rate me, yeah. my friend. And, of course, me, Mondo Arvizi. You can find me at save underscore Mondo on Twitter, Letterboxd, whatever the hell, Instagram. And Nacho, next week, what do we got going on? Yeah. Um, so what we got... Next week is my episode, and what we got next week is two films. The Long Good Friday. I hope it's two films. <laughs> That's usually what we do. part of the collection, and I'm what bringing you, you to the chopping block, Snatch by oh. Guy Ritchie. All right. Whoa, whoa, you're going to get canceled for right. that one. Where can we find you, man? <laughs> you can find me at He's Off The Map on Instagram and the Twitter. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah. Great. We'll tune in next week. Uh, check out the pod. Uh, I don't know. Thanks, guys, for listening. Oh, yeah. Bye. I used to think that people would have to be mildly mentally ill or pretty severely mentally ill to be drawn into a cult. And I totally uh, disagree.